Alright, good afternoon. How's everyone doing? Another beautiful day. Great buy. A lot of uh, drop off and pick up and all the things. So it was fun. Nice little reset there. How challenging was it uh, against the Giants with all the movie parts on the offensive line? I think those guys did a great job up front. You know, I think, uh, you know, one guy I think that particularly did a nice job was Evan Brown. You know, coming in uh, this year, uh, taking over that center job. He's been a steady player for us. He's been that anchor on the offensive line all year long. And then all of a sudden he gets thrown into a scenario where he's got to go play guard for a majority of the game, a spot that we haven't repped him at at all uh, throughout this time so far. You know, talk through it explain the things he's, he's smart enough he's played in the league at that position but to be able to transition right over there in that moment and then Olu comes in and and plays center for us there once a couple more guys uh, are hurt and for us to keep functioning at a, at a at a high level was really impressive but like I said it starts with Evan and you know what he's meant to us and how well he's played uh, how well he's approached his preparation and and it's really shown on the field at both spots so far this year yeah, maybe in, you know a couple walkthrough snaps here or there, but not you know he's been our center and, and earned that role, and a lot of other guys had had rolled through that that guard position. But you know the way things play out with the game day actives, and you know what what was our best option there once we lose multiple people. You know he's a guy that we knew had played that position, could trust him, he could go in there and function, and he did just that. Yeah, he's done a great job too. You know, he came in and, and filled that role at the right guard spot. And I think for a young player, uh, you know, you see right away his physical talent showing up, his big and powerful ability to move and, and bend. So he's done a nice job of fitting right in and, again, letting us continue to play uh, on offense at a, at, a, at a pretty high level. You know, we know we've got some things that we got to work on and clean up, but to have that many moving parts within the course of a game or throughout the course of the last few practice weeks uh, but still feel comfortable about everyone's knowledge of their positions has been a real credit to, to Andy Dickerson and Kili Kekueva, those guys really helping out, and, and, and the players really bought into learning the big picture of the scheme, not just one position. It's the best case scenario for next man up, and the reps that you get at practice have to be critical in that moment. Have you changed your practice philosophy and the number of snaps you want guys to get over the course of the week for those specific moments you got into on Monday? Yeah, I think as, as we go through our, our week of practice, I think some important uh, periods that we have where we go against our defense or we have some of these periods where, you know, it's always competitive, but you're getting guys uh, put in and it's not just uh, scout team cards that those guys are running once the season gets going, I think helps them to prepare and, and play at a high level when their number's called uh, within the game. So again, just, you know, Again, it's like, like what Gino did as the backup quarterback in that spot uh, where he was at when I first got here, where he's preparing to play every single game like he is the starter. And when it came to fruition, he's maximized his opportunity. I think it's really similar for the O-line because quarterbacks and O-line are really the two positions that the backups might not get a chance to play throughout the course of the game. You know, the backup receivers, running backs, tight ends, those guys are naturally subbing in and rotating through the game. But the quarterback and the O-lineman, the only time they're really substituting in is when you know, the guy in front of him uh, has an injury or has to come out of the game. And, you know, with the O-linemen that have subbed in and then Drew gets his chance this past week to step in and, and lead us on a scoring drive before the, before the half was a big deal. And, again, it comes all back to that preparation and those guys in those positions preparing like they're going to be the starter that week, whether they are or not. You obviously never want your starting quarterback out of the game. But 
Yeah, I think that was great for him, great for his confidence, uh, knowing that it's a long season and sometimes you're going to need the backup quarterback, sometimes you're going to need the backup O-lineman, running backs, but you know, for any of those guys to get in and get live game reps and for Drew to come in there and, and step in in that situation, especially where it's a scenario where you're kind of waiting to see is Geno going to be able to come back or not, and you know, I'm sure all the things that are racing through your, your brain and when you're in Drew's shoes right there, uh, and then to come in and does a really nice job on the third down and finding Noah and then Noah run after catch right there uh, up the sideline really sparked us on offense and sparked our team and able to cap it off with the touchdown run to Ken there. But it's great for Drew's confidence. You know, you know, never want that to have to happen because of injury. But if stuff does happen, we're confident in his ability to come in there and step up for Geno. If we didn't have yeah, we'd, we'd have it designated with a different guy, depending on who the actives are that week or not. You know, DJ Dallas has been that guy, but you're always going to have the third uh, guy. Uh, you know, it's going to be one of the skill position players there that, that you designate that week, uh, you know, for the green dot thing that they have to have in an emergency role there if you don't have a third quarterback up. And you have to designate that ahead of time? Sorry. Yeah, yes, yep. <laughs> uh, this week, we'll, we'll find out this week. <laughs> yeah, this is the first time you've dealt with Geno yeah, I think, you know, the, the first play right after that, you know, try to get a screen going because you could tell, you know, we had to call a timeout. And, you know, he was, uh, you know, in the moment. And I know uh, emotions are, are running high right there. So really trying to get a grasp of, you know, what, what the significance of the injury was. And because Gino's so tough, you know, he's not going to let anyone know anything's going on. And uh, so just getting a feel for that, then getting him into the, the doctors and letting them check him out and, verifying that he's okay and then you know once he was verified that he was okay felt good about him coming back in the game then you know just talk to him and hey what do you like what do you, is there anything you don't feel good or comfortable with running right now and and uh you know he felt comfortable with everything there and uh so trust in him and, and trust in him uh his opinion of where he's at physically because he's the only one that, that really knows and you know he still looked fine rolling out and running the bootlegs and the the keeper game right there so it felt good when he came back in to to be able to operate and, and function at a, at a normal level but i know he was hurting and he was he was grinding through the rest of that game didn't have to update anything there yeah, I think, first of all, he's handled it tremendously because Jackson's done a great job of working day in and day out, coming in here, you know, from the the unfortunate incident with the, the wrist in the, in the preseason there to finish things out and then uh, really battling to come back really quickly from that injury. Uh, showed his toughness, and I think he's come out here every day and, and worked like like anyone else. Like he's prepared to have that breakout game. I know with the the receiver position, sometimes the the way the coverage plays out or the way the calls play out, it, it doesn't work out in his favor, and it, and it hasn't quite yet. And you know we want him to have the ball just as much as we want DK and Tyler and Noah, Will, Colby, Zach, Ken. You know all these guys, and I think they're all doing a good job of knowing. You know some moments you got to put the team first, and you know the touches will will happen within the moment and not pressing to find those those things, but let them come to you naturally. And I think Jackson's done a good job of handling it. You know, he's been under the b uh, big spotlight before. He's had success. He knows what it's like. And I'm just waiting for that moment that, that it, it works out the right way for him and not taking anything away from his preparation. And he's doing everything the right way. Have you talked to him about that? Or is that something you
Yeah, we've, we've had conversations about, you know, just working on your craft, controlling the things that you can control uh, and, and not pressing to make it more than something that it actually is, which is, you know, the ball hasn't gone his way uh, a couple times or the couple times that we've had uh, multiple times actually that we've maybe called things for him that the coverage contour played out differently or, you know, the, the, the pressure got somewhere that we had to get the ball out. Uh, so those are just things that are going to happen. But he's he's got a really good and balanced mindset about it. I know he's a competitive guy, so like every great receiver or every great skill player in the league, they, those guys, they want the ball in their hand. They want to be able to impact the game, and, and we want that for them. So we keep working with him, and, he, and he'll keep doing a great job, and, and things will, you know, he's got a bright future and a long future ahead of him. Do you have to declare a fourth guy then, too, on the quarterback? Or just, or just Gosh. I'm going to plead the fifth because I don't want to say the wrong thing right now. No, I'm just curious. Uh, so, so, so we'll doomsday so scenario we'll over here. I wasn't meaning like you I'm just kidding. Yeah. I actually don't know that answer, so okay. rather than say the wrong thing, I'm going to be honest and say I don't know. <laughs> the importance of balance playing against a good defense, obviously, they're high ranking on the, you know, yeah, I think Lou Anarumo and that defense, they, they, they're, they're such a well-coached group with such a balanced approach. You know, they play their good core concepts really well. They have a really good pe uh, pressure package. You know, with Hendrickson running off the edge right there, they got an elite pass rusher. Uh, so with all those different things, you know, they're able to play like every defense in the league is now. These multiple coverages, multiple fronts, uh, present multiple looks. So for us on offense, going against a group like this, especially on the road, it's really going to be about communication. You know, a lot of the communication will be visual because of the road atmosphere. Guys have an understanding of what's going on, that, that pre-snap picture and the post-snap read, whether you're a receiver or you're a running back in, in protection or running the ball. So I think, like I said, going against a team that's multiple on their defensive fronts, uh, you know, they'll mix and match personnel groupings against our different offensive personnels. So you just got to come back to rules and, and, and communicate at a high level and play fast and let the guys have fun. Thank you. All right. All right. Thank you.